Well, good morning, everybody. Greetings in the name of the Lord. How many are thankful that this is a day that the Lord has made? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I'm going to be teaching uh, a teaching today that I'm really excited about. How many believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ has power today? Seven of you will experience the power. Anybody else in the house believe that the cross of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, has the capacity to transform our lives from the inside out? There is no mistaking it. The cross is probably the most universally recognizable symbol on the planet. Agree or disagree? Maybe the golden arches of McDonald's or the Nike swoosh or Coca-Cola or gosh, I don't know, Starbucks, but the cross, everyone say the cross. And Jesus is probably the name that's most recognized in its own language iteration. And the resurrection is the claim that the Jesus who died on a cross triumphed over death and was raised by his father in power three days later. So what does it all mean? The cross, Jesus, the resurrection. We're going to look very briefly, and I mean it. I have notes that I want you to store away and cherish these notes, the seven bleedings of Jesus. We're going to go through them rather quickly because we've got baptisms. And if you've never been baptized and you trust in Jesus as your Lord, we got t-shirts for you and towels. You can be baptized today at the end of the service, but we have a few who have already been prepared for their baptism. What we're gonna look at is the, 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 the we're gonna look at the cross. How many know you gotta go through the cross to get to the empty tomb? Come on, somebody. The, 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 the empty tomb would have no bearings, would have no meaning if you don't look at what the Savior did before the Father raised him in glorious victory over sin, hell, death, and the grave. And so what we're going to do is, my, my dad has this teaching, the seven bleedings of Jesus, and so I've kind of taken it and, and made, made it my own, and, and my, my pastor Todd up in Seattle, shout out, one of my best friends, has taught this before as well. I just, the Lord was on it as I was thinking about this Resurrection Sunday, and I believe that God is going to release his power in this room and in those watching online today to transform our hearts. If you know the Bible or you've ever heard of the Bible, even if you don't, you probably know the significance of some numbers. The number seven in the Bible is the number of completion or perfection. Say perfection. And so as we follow Jesus and his wounds and the, the, the different, different ways that he suffered and bled before the resurrection, what we're going to look at is that the work of Jesus was the complete perfect work that was necessary for God to release the full merits of his saving, healing, redemptive power over all creation. That his suffering was complete. So the first bleeding we see in Luke chapter 22 is that Jesus sweat like drops of blood. John, Luke 22, it says this, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, you can take this cup from me. Yet not my will. Say that with me. Yet not my will, 
but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, Jesus, he prayed most earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, when you think about sweat, what do you think of? It's the, it's the, it's the exertion of energy. It's the exertion of your will. When you think about when you run, when you climb the stairs for some of us who are out of shape, or when you go on a hike, you, you sweat. It's the body's way to regulate the effort, the energy, and the playing out of your will in whatever task you're doing. Say amen if you understand. And how many know that in the garden, the first garden, Adam and Eve exerted their will to choose to be gods of their own universe, kings and queens of their own kingdom, and the result was not the flourishing they thought they could reach to get. The result was the fall, and we've been falling ever since. When we chose to exert our will over and against God's good, pleasing, and perfect will, we were broken. And how many have ever had to eat the fruit of their own will and their own choices? Come on, somebody. The fact that Jesus sweat like drops of blood means that through his sacrifice, he has provided a way for our will to be brought back into alignment with God's perfect will. Aren't you thankful for the sweat like blood? Jesus has won back our ability to say no to the enemy's temptation, to believe the lie that God is not good, that God is holding out on us, and instead to say yes to his good, pleasing, and perfect will the transformation of our will. Number two, I told you we're going quick. The stripes on his back. John 19 verse one says this, then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. If you've ever read any historical realities of the, resur- of the crucifixion, it's pretty gruesome. The, the, the ribs and the muscle just exposed, the ripping and the tearing of the flesh. And Jesus took those stripes on his back, the Bible says, so that you and I could be physically healed through his power. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases, Isaiah 53, 4. He was accounted as stricken and struck down by God and afflicted. And Jesus directly ties this promise of physical healing with his own ministry in Matthew chapter 8. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus, and he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed how many? No, come on, somebody. He healed all the sick. Verse 17, read it with me on the screens. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities, and he bore our diseases. The stripes on his back means that Jesus Christ is the source of our physical healing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he rose and ascended, he did not take his power with him. His power is available to heal your sick body today. Number three, we're doing great. His internal bruising or bleeding. But he was wounded say wounded or bruised for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole and by his bruises, we are healed. How many are thankful that the power of Jesus' sacrifice doesn't just heal our outer man, he has the ability to give you a sound and whole soul. How many would say that we are in the midst of a emotional 
pandemic. So much depression, worry, anxiety, heaviness, suicide, all of these manifestations of souls that are sick. And I want you to know, because he was bruised when he was crushed, you can experience inner wholeness and healing through Jesus Christ. That soul narrative that keeps you bound in a spirit of worry, a spirit of fear, a spirit of depression, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of death, Jesus Christ and his power can come and deliver you on the inside from that thing. This is the bruising of Jesus. He can heal your emotions all the way down. The thorns on his head, my goodness. John 19, the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and they put it on his head. They dressed them in a purple robe and they kept coming up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they struck him on the face. What are the crown, the bleeding of his head? What does this represent? It means that you and I can have our minds and our thoughts healed. Has anyone ever experienced a tormented mind or thought patterns that were destructive that kept you bound in fear, insecurity, those lies of the enemy that says you're not worthy, you're not wanted, you don't belong, God wouldn't accept you. Come on, who's ever been under the influence of a lie in your mind? This is the primary way the devil attacks us is through the mind, through thoughts that say, no, you've made too much of a mess of your life. You're, you're unclean, he wouldn't want you. But I want you to know because he took the thorns on his head, your mind, your thought life can be cleansed and healed and brought back into a sound mind filled with the peace of Jesus Christ. You can have the enemy kicked out of the playground of your mind and Jesus can begin to reign and rule in your mind. Come on, how many would use a little peace of mind in this hour and this day? Through Jesus Christ, your mind can be renewed and transformed. Man, we're doing really good. Woo! His pierced hands. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and they kept watch over them. We know Psalm 22 prophesied hundreds of years earlier, King David saw a form of death where hands and feet would be pierced. What does this represent? That our hands can be restored. How many have ever made a mess out of their life by what their hands partook of? Our hands that can be used for domination, for hurt, for hate, for harm, for brokenness can now be restored to give instead of grab, to heal instead of harm, to bless instead of break. Because his hands were wounded and pierced, you and I can now be the hands of Jesus Christ. We can serve, we can care for the needs of others with redeemed hands. And did you know that all that Jesus Christ died and rose to make available can now flow through your hands by faith to those around him? His hands were pierced so that our hands, instead of being instruments of wickedness, can now become instruments of righteousness. His feet were pierced. Oh, this, this is one of my favorites. Crucifixion was hands and feet pierced, hanging on a cross. And his feet represents The restoration of our dominion and our authority as God's image bearers is now restored. Did you know that when God made Adam and Eve, he 
he gave them the highest office below himself to reign and to rule with himself, to to rule and subdue, to fill the earth, to partner with God and create a partnership and bringing out the raw potential of creation. And that because Adam and Eve chose the path away from God, the dominion and authority that God gave you as his image bearer was broken and lost. But because Jesus's feet were pierced, that dominion and that authority to partner with Jesus Christ is now restored to you and to me. We have now authority, Revelation chapter five, nine and 10, to reign and to rule with Jesus, not in a mean domineering spirit, but to reign and to rule through a spirit of love shaped by the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, and by the way, that little promise in Luke 10, 19, your feet now have authority in Jesus Christ over the enemy and over every demonic force on the planet. His pierced feet mean now our position of communion with him and dominion on his behalf and authority in his name are restored through Jesus Christ. And then there's the last bleeding. His wounded side, or scientifically, his bursting heart. Then the soldiers came and they broke the legs of the first of the criminals and the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And at once, blood and water came out. To me, this is maybe the greatest promise. If you see what has ailed humanity for all human history, it's been a wayward heart. It's been a heart that's filled with rebellion against God and his good plan and purpose. And because the king's side was pierced, blood and water flowed, the great hope and only hope for humanity was a transformed heart. A heart that's not at enmity and alienated and rebellious against God, but a heart that's alive in his love and in his pure affection. How many are thankful that the wounded side and the bursting heart of Jesus means that our hearts can now be purified by faith? Those hearts that can weigh like a million pounds with sin, with shame, with bitterness, with resentment, with with all of those things that sin comes to destroy and to, to kill and to diminish God's plan for your life. Through Jesus Christ, you could have a brand new heart today. Hebrews 2 says, in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, read it with me, for whom and through whom everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Read this real loud with me. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Friends, because his side was pierced and the blood and water flowed, you and I can find ourselves in the family of God with purified, cleansed, made holy through his sacrifice hearts. 
We don't have to reach for fig leaves to hide ourselves anymore from his tender, loving, and holy gaze. We can come right out into the open because he was exposed on that cross and we could be transformed from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet all the way from the inside out. Oh, I'm happy today. Are you happy for the, the beautiful? Jesus did this for his church. He loved the church and he gave himself up her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word to present you and I to himself as a radiant church, say radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. This is what Jesus Christ died and rose again. You say, Chatty, okay, seven bleedings, that's the cross, but this is Resurrection Sunday. As I was praying about this message, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I want you to give me like a, uh, do that with me. Uh, I want, you know, as if that wasn't good enough, the seven bleedings, all of the, all of the ways Jesus Christ can heal us and make us whole and holy. What about the resurrection? What was it about? Was it just a comma and an amendment to the end of the story? And here's what the Lord gave me. I literally started shouting when he showed me this picture. Have you ever deposited a check? A mobile deposit. Raise your hand if you ever used a mobile deposit for your bank. Or a physical deposit at the bank. How many know when you deposit a payment, there's usually a validation period. Come on, somebody. There's usually a period where you can't have access to those funds that you just deposited in your account. I do it all the time on Bank of America. When I get a check or, or whatever, I, I screenshot it. And then it tells me on the bottom of the screen, your money will be ready in a, in a business day or two when it's been validated, when there's sufficient funds on the other end of that check that was written. Come on. Deposits are subject to a verification process. They're not available immediately. You say, Chad, but didn't Jesus heal and forgive and, and raise the dead when he was alive? Yeah, because he's salvation incarnate. But how many know that the power of God was only located where the person of God in Jesus Christ was located, but that's not why Jesus died, so that it could only happen through him when he was a man walking the earth. He died and paid for our sins in these seven bleedings, so what he walked in can now be readily available for the entire planet, for every person on the earth. And once your deposit or your payment has been received, you're able to say it's pending. It's not available, you can't draw on it yet, come on. Come on. I gotta go verify that the sacrifice was sufficient. I gotta verify that the ransom payment to free humanity was enough. I gotta, there's a period, there's the Good Friday, the cross, there's the silent Holy Saturday where the world waits on the balls of his feet. Is it true everything that he said? Is it true everything that he did? Is it true that what he died is gonna be available? Is it true? Or are our hopes going to be, are we are delayed? Are, are we gonna to have to wait for another provision from God, from heaven? And I want you to know resurrection is the verification and the validation that all that Christ died to heal, to save, to restore, and to deliver is readily available. The open tomb is the open access to all that Christ has died to make available to you and to me. Me. 
the deposit, his life, the price for your salvation. The father looked at the blood of his son. He destroyed the works of darkness and he stripped all the powers and principalities of their stranglehold over the human race and over all creation. And when the son was raised from the grave and the power of the spirit by his father, the father said, payment has gone through. Payment is sufficient. All of creation can draw from the merits of my son, Jesus. Every person, the seven bleedings are what Jesus died to make available. The resurrection was the bank of heaven saying, we are open for business today for what you need through the son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. On the first day of the week, Luke 24, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They found that the stone was rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And their fright of the women, they bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you? The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinners. He's got to be crucified. He's got to bear the seven bleedings so that his work of redemption and healing and salvation. I'll read the passage. On the third day, he'll be raised again. And then they remembered his words. The resurrection is the validation that the sacrifice of Jesus was, is, and will forever be the holy sufficient means through which we have access by faith to full salvation, come on somebody, to restoration, to healing, to wholeness, and every blessing in Jesus' name. He's not here. Say it, he's not here. He's alive. And after the son provided purification for sins and he bore the marks all over his body, he sat down at the right hand of his father and now father and son can't wait to redeem and totally save and totally heal those who will put their trust in Jesus Christ. Psalm 103, I love this passage, says this, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, read it with me, and forget not all his benefits. Let's read his benefits together. Who forgives, oh, that's weak, come on. Who forgives all your sins and heals, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I want you to know that the the sacrifice of Jesus is sufficient for whatever you need today. The resurrection of Jesus and the power of God means that heaven's doing salvation's business today. Second Corinthians six, verse one and two says today, someone say today, today. is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Through Jesus Christ, through his cross and resurrection, and by his Holy Spirit today, your will can be healed. Through Jesus Christ, through his cross and resurrection, your body can be healed. Through Jesus and his cross and resurrection, your mind can be made whole. 
through Jesus and his cross and resurrection and his spirit, your emotions can be made whole. Through Christ and his cross and resurrection, your hands can be restored. Through Christ and his cross and resurrection, your feet can be restored. And through Jesus, his cross and resurrection, your heart can be made pure. How many are thankful today for Jesus' sacrifice and that his resurrection and that open tomb means we have access to draw from all that Jesus Christ died and rose again to give us as a sheer gift. Hebrews 7 says this great promise, he is able to save completely. Say completely. Those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus Christ right now in his glorified body is at the right hand of his father interceding for you, interceding for us. What does intercede mean? It's a big word we don't usually use. It means he's the go-between. He's the mediator. He is the means through which we access all that we just talked about in the promises of Jesus. The healing of our will, of our bodies, of our hands, of our minds, of our emotions, of our soul and of our hearts and our hands and feet. And I wanna to know today, before we move on and celebrate baptisms, who needs to receive the great salvation in any one of these seven ways from Jesus Christ today? If that's you, I want you just to stand on your feet where you're, where you're seated and say, Chatty, I, my will, I, I've made a mess of my life with my choices, I could use healing. Any of these seven, they're all yes and amen through Jesus Christ. Is there anyone like that today who would say, Chatty, that's me, my body, my mind, my emotions, my hands, my heart. I want to receive all that Jesus Christ made available to me. Just stand up on your feet. I mean, you could receive it while you're seating, but you're a little bit higher when you stand for the glory. I'm kidding. It's just good to respond. It's good for our hearts. We stand, Lord, in this room and those online, we stand in awe of what you were willing to do, Jesus, to redeem us, to save us, to heal us. Right now, for those who are standing in this room, I pray that the power of Christ would just come right now. I pray that hearts would be made pure. I pray that hands and feet would be restored to original purpose. I pray that minds would be made whole, souls would be restored. Right now, Jesus, we welcome you. Just say, Jesus, I welcome your full salvation. If you stood, just tell him, say, Jesus, I welcome your full salvation. I want it. I turn from my sin and I receive your salvation. And just pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Come, reign and rule in me. All of these promises I receive by faith. I turn from my sin, I turn toward you, and I open my life. Transform me, Jesus, from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a shout this morning? Praise God for those who stood. You can... You can be seated really quick. I want you to know that you, if you prayed that and you receive, 
You receive a gift, but how many know you got to open up the gift and learn how to use it? Amen.